You are now listening to the Rose of Sharon Church podcast. It is our prayer that God challenges your heart during this week's message. If you would like to let us know what God is doing in your life, please email us at rostnshare at gmail.com. We're glad you're here. Welcome home to Rose of Sharon Church. I want to just set the table for just a few moments. And I want us to be able and I want to point you in a direction and form a mindset this morning that we're going to be talking about through the rest of this week or this month. There is nothing more this morning that I can be able to share with you that, that I believe is any more important for this moment and this time than what the Lord has been talking to me about this morning. Joshua chapter 3. If you have it, I want to ask you one more time. Stand to your feet this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Stand with your feet this morning. Just we honor the word of God if you're physically able this morning. You know, I used to say these things like, you know you're in Pentecost whenever you keep the cramps from coming because you stand up and you sit down. I think it was Kenny that was telling me that one of the high school teachers, every couple times in class, he makes them stand up because it's not healthy for you to sit down for long periods of time. Because it forms blood clocks in your legs. Now, that's what they tell me. And I thought, praise God, that's scientific proof why people should stand up more in the house of the Lord. So, I love you. I'm looking out for your health this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate that, brother. Hallelujah. So, uh, Joshua chapter 3. Look at verse 1. Look at verse 1. Then Joseph, Lord have mercy, I'm already talking about the wrong person. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from the Acacia Grove and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and he lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see, look at your neighbor and say, See, the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Look at your neighbor and say, after it. Verse 4. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by nature. Do not come near it, that you may know the way which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. For you have not passed this way before father in the name of jesus dear god we ask almighty god for the same anointing that i felt this morning the presence of the lord i pray in the name of jesus that you use me this morning to speak as an oracle of god that dear god lord that we may be able to receive that we may be able dear god to catch a vision for what you are wanting to do in this body of believers and for us as individuals i pray in the mighty name of jesus that you will speak we will listen you will lead and we will go. And dear God, Lord, whenever you lead, dear God, we will also do. And dear God, in the name of Jesus, we give you honor. We give you praise for the word that is about to transform our lives. And we will give you honor and praise for it in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said amen, amen and amen. Turn around and give somebody a high five and say blessings. This morning, I want to preach 
just this topic. Very straightforward this morning. Moving forward. I know that I actually used this passage of Scripture just a couple of months ago. But I wanted to be able to take this and kind of change the direction of where I'd used it before. Because this morning as I began to just talk to the Lord about some things and some situations, the Lord began to just talk to me very kind of bluntly about a few things this morning that I'm going to be sharing over the next month. But Joshua and Israel had never been this way before. Verse 4, the very last phrase, they have never been this way before. They had been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And they are finally coming out of a shadow of failure. And the Lord is telling them to enter the promised land. And He tells them pretty much, and that is this, you haven't been this way before. Can I be able to share this with you for just a few moments this morning? Just because you have never been this way before does not mean that God has not preordained that you be this way before. Okay? Just because that you are uncomfortable where you are at does not necessarily mean that God has not led you to that point. Understand something, there are many times that we find ourselves, we get used to things. We get comfortable in things. We get to a place where we don't like when stuff is different. Like this morning, we, you know, we open differently because people aren't here. We played differently because, well, people weren't here. We sang differently because people weren't here. We, there's a whole lot of stuff that all of a sudden people just kind of like, this is just kind of different. Yes, it's different. But that's okay. Why? Because, brother and sister, understand something. It is not about your comfort that God is trying to be able to produce in you. He's trying to get you to a direction and to a destination. And sometimes the destination can come with seasons of failure, of seasons of success, and seasons where you are just straight out uncomfortable. If you have never been somewhere before, Yet you are walking in that. It is not comfortable. I was talking to a guy uh, uh, that he's, he just got his first big job. He got out of school and it's, you know, he said this and that. But he got his first big job and he's kind of, you know, socially kind of awkward where just doesn't, you know, he just doesn't mix very well with new people. And he was like, man, I'm just uncomfortable about this. I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. And I looked at him and I said, hey, brother, let me tell you something, man. There's a lot of times I've walked up into places so uncomfortable that I can't even, I can't even be able to tell you. But the thing is this, in the midst of the uncomfortable situation, we have to find that one thing that allows us to be able to get comfortable. I've been in places where they have fanned down the presence of the Holy Ghost. And I looked at that and I said, my God, I'm in the wrong place. Lord have mercy. I have seen all kinds of stuff and I thought, dear God, I'm uncomfortable. This is just, this is just weird. Getting a birthday card at the very beginning, uncomfortable, okay? I just, it's uncomfortable. But brother and sister, understand something. In the midst of those uncomfortable moments, 
The thing that allows me to be able to be comfortable where I am at is when I begin to feel the unction and the anointing of the Lord. And though I'm uncomfortable, I recognize He's here and that's all that matters. Okay? And I begin to tell Him, I said, listen, while you are here, you know your stuff. They have hired you because of your gift that you are working in. Therefore, when you get in front of your computer screen and you begin to do all that math and all that other stuff that I don't understand, you will find comfort in that because you know it. Okay? The other stuff, you'll just get used to. Understand this, brother and sister, there will be moments that you are uncomfortable. Forty years prior, they had sinned against God. Because they would not move forward whenever God told them to move forward. And so the Lord then comes to them and says, Israel, now that you have not trusted me for the next 40 years, you're just going to wonder. Now realize this, brother and sister, you want to talk about uncomfortable? They were uncomfortable. If you begin to read, they even said, no God, no God. We will go on and we will go and we will attack and we will cross Jordan and we will try to fight on themselves. But guess what? In the midst of their uncomfortability, they failed. Why? Because of one great reason. The Lord was not with them. Well, understand this. You can be in places where you are uncomfortable. You can be in places where that you have gone through failure. You can be in places where that you have feel like that you are just wondering. And you can be able to go through all kinds of seasons in your life. But realize this, brother and sister. Just because you are there, it does not mean that God has not brought you to that point to be able to begin to show the very purpose that you are alive in whatever season that you are in your life. Realize this, that everything that I've done in my past, every mistake, every failure, every step, every blessing, everything has brought me to this point. Therefore, I may be uncomfortable where God is calling me, yet I will step forward and I will move forward. Why? Because the Lord is with me. And this is the cool thing about this. The presence of the Lord is talking to Joshua and he says, you just let them know in advance that sometimes you're not going to be comfortable. But you just watch the presence of the Lord. This morning, if you're taking notes this morning, you can be able to put this, watch the presence of the Lord. Because that is the very first thing that he tells Joshua to do. He tells the people, he says, they may be uncomfortable, but watch the presence of the Lord. It's a new thing, but watch the presence of the Lord. It may be something that is crazy. It may be something that is wild. But he says this, put your eyes on the Ark of the Covenant and realize this, that that is the presence of the Lord. And in the presence of the Lord, if he goes... You go. Because they are in a new season. They are in a new place. And they are moving forward. And they are trying to be able to capture the very thing that has been promised them. And he says this. You haven't been this way before. But that's okay. Because when you see the presence of the Lord move before you. You go after him. 
you go after that presence of the Lord. But remember, and he even says this, that it is a new path, it's a new time, it's a new thing that's happening in your life. You're about to receive the promise of the Lord, but in the midst of the promise of the Lord, you need to watch where, what I'm doing. Understand something, brother and sister. Listen to what he says. He says to put a distance between the Ark and the Covenant and him. That always kind of, it kind of always bothered me because I thought, well, why are he saying don't get too close? Well, brother and sister, I believe he was talking about Pentecostal believers. You know, the kind that are sometimes spiritual astronauts. They're so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. Uh, they're talking about those that kind of stray off into left field and just keep straying. Why? Because he's saying this. I want you far enough away that you can be able to see me without getting in front of me. Right? Realize this. There's a lot of times that we can get all spiritual. We can go say, oh, well, you know what? This and this. I need to do this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And we're all the time. There's a friend of mine that, uh, that the Lord, my Lord, the Lord is using him now, and God, he's planted a church, and God is doing great. But whenever he first got saved, and he was, he was working with me and the youth back in years and years ago, man, and I was doing my best to be able to mentor the guy, and he was like constantly zeal, like all over the place. Just all place. He was he was taking. This is back in the day whenever. Uh, let's just say Memphis was not the safest place. It's still Orange Mountain's not that safe, but anyway, it, he was out riding his bike in that area, telling people about Jesus, and being buried. And I was like, dude, now listen here. Let me just tell you something, brother. That is, tell people about Jesus, but don't go over and get all up in their face. Live a little bit distance here. You're just all the time going. I could not, I was like, man, I was trying to be able to, and I would tell him, I said, brother, listen here. We have to get the word in you too. It's not just about going. We got to get the word in you. We got to have both of this thing, both of these things. Go, go, go. Let me get the word in you. Let me get the word. And it was constantly this just pull and tug, pull and tug. I want to do this, but let me get the word in you. We need to take the word with you, blah, 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 and all this other stuff. And it came to a point that he was so excited about stuff. And I was constantly, but the problem was this. He was constantly running way in front of where God was wanting to be able to go with him. And he was constantly getting lost. And come back and say, Pastor, I don't understand. I, I, I miss, I, I'm, I'm missing something. I'm like going, this is what I'm telling you about. This here is something that we like to call the Bible. Okay? And the Bible is important because... Within it, there's a plan that God lays out for our lives. And it tells us what we can do and what we can't do and what we have a right to and what, how to call on the name of the Lord. He's like, going, oh, okay, I'll start reading that. And the next thing you know, he starts getting planned. All of a sudden, he goes off again. And I'll come back and he'll say, Pastor, I just don't understand. I don't understand why that I keep on. Let me show you again. Realize this. There's other parts to the Bible than just Acts. And so he was in a position where he's constantly just going all over the place. And he called me back sometime years later, and he was like, Pastor Tim, he says, I, I got so aggravated with you, and I thought that you were against the move of God because you just kept putting a Bible in my face all the time. 
And you just kept talking about discipleship. You just kept going on and going and on. And he said, Pastor Tim, I just want to tell you something. Thank you because now where I'm at, I recognize what you were talking about. And when I finally got discipled, now I'm seeing God bless as I plant this church. Now, brothers and realize this. There's something that's powerful here in this passage of Scripture. And that is this, we have to be able to continue to follow the leading of the Lord where He's wanting to take us without getting so overhyped that we completely and totally come to a position that we run off and we miss what God is trying to do in our lives. There are so many times that we will come into a position where that we are constantly, we say, God, thank you, Jesus, thank you, and we will just immediately just, ah, just kind of go nuts, and for a week, a week and a half, we're like, ah, and then all of a sudden, it's just, thank you. Just like that. Now, brothers and sisters, understand something. We are in this place. What is God wanting us to be able to understand? It is okay for you to be able to be uncomfortable. It's okay for you have not to ever been here before. It's okay for you to be in a situation where that you're like, well, I don't understand this. But God says this, I am bringing you into this new thing. I will be with you. You just have to understand this. Do not get ahead of me, but stay behind me and allow me to lead you to where I'm trying to be able to do in your life. And if you will do that, what begins to happen is this. God will begin to lead you, but when He leads you, you will show up with more than what you ever thought that you had. There have been moments I've walked into things with just me. And I realized quickly, me ain't enough. But there's been moments that I've walked in with just me and I realized I ain't enough. But who came with me is Almighty God. And it's always been enough in those situations. Brother and sister, realize this. That's what we want in this body of believers. This is what we want in your life. And that is this. We want to be able to show up in this county, show up in our homes, show up in our schools, show up at work, knowing that Almighty God is with us and that we are following Almighty God in a powerful way. So realize this. As he began to get ready to move them and they began to move into their promised land, understand what begins to happen. Look at verse 5. Listen to what the Word of God says. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Woo! Brother, I'm going to tell you something. God is going to be doing some things in this pile. He's already been, Lord, He's already been doing stuff. Lord, the last two, three weeks, I haven't had a chance to preach what I was planning on preaching. God's presence has been here. Lord, dear God, He's just been doing all kinds of stuff. But understand this. It is not just about this morning. What happens here with the shout and the dance, what happens and what matters to the Lord, and that is this. He wants to do something in us that is beyond what is within four walls. He wants to take it on the other side of that. And for us to be able to experience God's working outside the doors, understand this, what He wants us to do. Sanctify 
yourself. Sanctify yourself. The word sanctify, that Hebrew word, is, is interpreted as, as being able to clean or to prepare or to make holy. He says this, sanctify yourself is nothing more than you just preparing for what God is getting ready to do. You prepare for what God is doing. You get yourself right to be able to, to prepare for what God is doing. You deal with yourself. You deal with what God is wanting you to be able to do. That word, brother and sister, understand, God was wanting to pour out Himself in their lives, in their situation, in their stuff. But realize this, brother and sister, before it could happen, they had to prepare for it. That's why two weeks ago we were talking about prayer, and I was telling you, man, pray, 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 pray. Come into covenant with us that we pray because what God is getting ready to do, you will want to be a part of it, but we cannot all be a part of it if we don't prepare for it this morning. Understand something? Oh, Jesus. Church, you're going to hear this you know, next week as well. But anyway, I'll go and say it anyhow. Can I be able to share something with you this morning? There is something that is greater than just coming to church and going, Whoa, thank you, Jesus. God wants to be able to work here. And He wants to work in liberty and He wants to work in freedom. And He wants to be able to work in such a way that when you walk in, you are changed by the time you walk out. But understand this, if this is all that you are expecting in your walk with God, you will never be a pathfinder. You are a trailblazer. You will always be the one that just finds the path that somebody else has burrowed, that someone else has made. Why? Because, brother and sister, understand this. If you don't prepare yourself, and if you do not come into a position where that you learn how to be able to take care of your own walk with God, how you learn how to be able to pray, you learn how to be able to, to read your word. Brother and sister, understand this. There's only so far that you can be able to go. Because understand this, God is in the business of wanting to be able to produce in you somebody that can be able to take your promised land to fulfill all the gifts that God has given you. But understand this, in this moment, in this fact, realize this, that those moments and those things that He is wanting to do in your life, they can only be able to transpire if we take responsibility for coming to a position where we prepare ourselves for what God is wanting to be able to do. Where I begin to take on the responsibility of this, I will learn how to pray. I will learn how to be able to, to read my word. I will learn. I will take notes. And if I don't understand it, I'll ask somebody. I, when I get in class, I'm going to ask somebody what is going on. Why? Because brother and sister, God wants something great in you. If you want greatness, brother and sister, sometimes you've got to prepare yourself. Understand this, how he uses this word sanctify, because he uses this word sanctify when he says this, yourself. Sanctify yourself. Verse 5, sanctify yourselves. This is not something that somebody can walk up to you and just put his hand on you and be able to say, sanctify 
Because I'm not, I cannot be able, that's not something I can be able to do. There's certain things that I can pray for you about. There are certain things that I can be able to pray and pray and pray and pray. But there comes a time that my prayer has to come up with what you allow God to be able to do. But if you will allow God to be able to work in you, He says there's something great in you, brother and sister. Sanctify yourself. You want to be able to see the greatness that God has in store for you. He says this, sanctify yourself. You. You're saying something. There was a time in my life that I lived off of everybody else's prayers. When I first started preaching back in the day, Lord God, forever ago. Sister Sarah, go for it. Lord, I'd call my mom. I'd call the ladies of the church. I'd say, pray. My whole calendar, I'd just just say, pray on this day, this day, this day, this day, this day, this day, because that's what's happening this next month, and I need y'all praying this time, this time, and this time. Because I'm going to be here, here, and here. Y'all pray. God would start talking to me, and I'd call my mentor up, and I'd say, this is what God's talking to me about. And, and he would help me arrange things and, my, and the message and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, for him. But all of a sudden, something happened. My mentor passed away. And all of a sudden, the next time I got ready to preach, the Lord started talking to me about something, and something realized in myself, and that is, I ain't got nobody to talk to. All of a sudden, it was me, myself, and I, and the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and we all six got together. Because at that point, I was panicking, brother and sister. I had all three, yeah, me, myself, and I were were just fighting all the time. What are we going to talk about? What are we doing this? How are I going to, ah, nuts. And I began to find something out, and that is this. That is, I spent more time with the Lord. All of a sudden, the Lord began to speak into me like He never spoke to me before. And the more that I began to get in my prayer bones and began to pray in my prayer room, all of a sudden, I didn't feel like that I had to call everybody and their mama to pray for me every time that I went behind the pulpit. Why? Because, brother and sister, there is something about you yourself preparing for what God can do in your life. Mm, Jesus, 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 Jesus. As we move forward in what God is getting ready to do and some of the stuff he's been talking to me about. Now, I understand, brother and sister, I'm going to be challenging you, and I have been challenging us this morning and, and over the past few weeks to pray, to get in the presence of the Lord. But I want to say one more time, brother and sister, I challenge you this morning. Do not allow God to be able to bless everybody else and we just grab their spiritual coattails and just be blessed because they are here. Brother and sister, on a Sunday when we have so many people gone and all this other stuff, and we've got Sister Warhoop missing and Brother Warhoop and Sister Dance-A-Bit is gone and this one and that one, it doesn't matter. Why? Because the presence of the Lord has been brought with me. Why? Because I myself have been in the presence of the Lord. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. I feel preach coming on in just a moment, Lord Jesus. We have come to this. Yes, touch me, Lord Jesus. 
We've come to a place that we will constantly rely on so many people. I had a family reach out to me. They had been a friend of a friend of a friend had been in church, I guess. So I go and do the funeral of a, no, it was the brother, whatever. Somewhere down the line. And I was just asking, has any of y'all had any contact with anybody of a church or anybody? And they're like going, huh? You talking about Jesus? I know him. I went to church once or twice with my mama in the 70s. I sat over and I started thinking, my God in heaven, there's so many people outside of these walls that do not know the Lord. And many times, you know what many people will say whenever they meet somebody that needs to know Jesus, they'll say, hey, uh, There's this church I want you to come with me. Can you come with me Sunday and come to church with me? And what we begin to do is we become to a place that we are trying to be able to get people to come to church, and they'll immediately do one of these things. Well, you know what? I went to church back in 1974. Back in 1974, I shook the preacher's hand, and he said I was okay. I think I'm still okay. The problem with that is, and that is this, why in the world are we just waiting to be able to say, why don't you come to church so you can get saved? My question is this. Why have we not prepared ourselves in a way that allows us to be used by God? So instead of just saying, hey, why don't you come to church so you can get saved? Why have we not come to places? Let me tell you about Jesus and let me walk with you and let me show you this Jesus. Let me speak to you about Jesus. And then if you get saved while we're at work, then praise God. And then I'll take you to church and we'll get discipled together. Our God in heaven. Somebody say amen in this house. Sweet Jesus. Lord have mercy. I feel like I'm all by myself this morning. Woo, Jesus. I understand this this morning. Realize this, that is what God is wanting us to be able to be. And that is this, He wants us to be able to work in such a way. And He's wanting us to be able to live in such a way. But understand this, we cannot be able to bear the fullness of what God wants to do in us if we don't prepare ourselves. So realize this, all the things that you begin to see that Joshua does in the book of Joshua, all these amazing things, it started with just this. Go prepare yourself. Go watch the presence of the Lord and prepare yourself. Get ready and watch. Get ready and watch. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready and watch. Get ready and watch. And if you can get ready and watch, you can begin to move in your promised land this morning. And you can see God do amazing things if you'll just get moving forward. come into a position where we've gotten so much and I don't know exactly if it's because we have 
because of social media and, and, and I, I don't know where we are in the church. I don't know. But we come into such a place that we look for others to be able to do what we can be able to walk in. We want to be able to have this one do this and that one do that. We want our preacher to be able to see somebody saved. We want our preacher to come to our house to tell our neighbor about Jesus. We want our preacher to do this. We want this one to do that. We want this one to do that. We want this and this and this. But the Lord says this, you can walk in such an anointing. You can walk in such a touch of God that if you will prepare yourself, you won't need somebody to do it for you. Brother and sister, realize this this morning. God wants something in you that when you look at it, you're like going, Ooh, Lord, yeah, that's God. You're making me feel uncomfortable. Brother Tim, you're making me feel. But understand this, brother and sister. Whenever we just begin to follow his presence and get used to his presence and begin to let it be something that is natural, that we are Followers, and we are chasers after the presence of the Lord. We will watch and we will prepare. Why? Because we want to be in His presence. Now look at what begins to happen. Because listen to what He then says in Joshua chapter 3 and verse 6. Then Joshua spoke to the priest saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, cross over before the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and they went before the people. I'd love to talk to you, and we'll talk about this in just a few weeks, about finding your place where you can be a, a, a progressor of the presence of the Lord, where that you can be able to take up the Ark of the Covenant, where you can be able to take up the presence of the Lord and begin to lead others as you find your place. But we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. But anyway, listen to this in verse chapter 5. Let's drop down to verse 9. Let's drop down to verse 9. So Joshua said to the children of Israel, Come here. And hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, By this you shall know that, all the, that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Perizzites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Jebusites and all those other ites. Lord have mercy. Verse 11. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all, all the earth is crossing over before you into Jordan. Now, therefore, take for yourselves twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one from every tribe, and it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off, and the waters that come down from upstream, and they shall stand as a heap. Lord, mercy so it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over jordan with the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people and as those who bore the ark came to the jordan and the feet of the the priests who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water for the jordan overflows all of its banks during the whole time of harvest that the waters which came down from upstream they stood still now catch this and they rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city 
that is beside Zaratan. So the waters that went down into the Sea of Arabia and the Salt Sea failed and were cut off and the people crossed over opposite of Jericho. My Lord have mercy. Realize this. First thing he says this is watch for the presence of the Lord. Don't get in front. Stay behind. Follow. Second, he says this, sanctify yourself. But then you know what he says? When the Ark of the Covenant goes first, when the feet, the priests step their feet into the Jordan River that has overflowed its banks. I love how he says this. It would have been cool to begin with, but we're talking about harvest season. We're talking about the, the places overflowed with water. It's flooded. The whole area is over its banks. The Lord just says this. It don't matter. Can I tell you this, brother and sister? Just because you have an obstacle does not mean that you are done. Just because there is an obstacle that sits before you does not mean that you are done. Understand something, brother and sister. Just because there's hardship and just because there's stuff going on that seems like you are watching, you are getting yourself ready, you are preparing yourself, but it just seems like there's obstacles and there's stuff that just seems to be coming here and there. And understand that just because there's an obstacle doesn't mean that you're far from where God is wanting you to be. Brother and sister, many times, understand this, the obstacle is the very thing that allows you to know that, yes, this is where God is leading me because the enemy wouldn't be fighting like this if he wasn't. He comes to this point that he stands there. As he stands there, he says this. Do not look at just the river, the overflowing of the banks. You put your eyes on the presence of the Lord. The problem of, of, of with us many times is we start looking at the obstacle. We start looking at, oh, it's overflowed its banks. Oh, there's problems. Oh, there's this. And the Lord just says this. This is the reason why I told you, put your eyes on the ark and keep them on me and don't worry about anything else because what was the instructions? When you get there to the river, carrying the presence of the Lord, just step into the river. Can I tell you something? If you will follow the Lord and if you will prepare yourself Realize what will happen whenever obstacles come against you. If you are carrying the presence of the Lord with you, whenever you step into the water, the Bible says this, that the waters retreated. Catch that for a second. The waters retreat as they just stand in the presence, and they're in the middle of the river. Realize this, brother and sister. Just because you are in the middle of an obstacle does not mean that God has forsaken you. Understand this. If we will just get the presence of the Lord in the river with us, guess what happens? It begins to retreat. And the Bible says that even at a town called Adam, that's 30 miles or so away, the Bible says that the waters kept stacking up and just kept stacking up. Can you imagine they're there at Adam, they're just going, 
what in the world is going on? They're just watching water back up, back up, back up. People downriver like going, they're over there playing it, you know, they're over there having a great time. They're on some kind of, you know, uh, I don't know, some kind of uh, Egyptian or, or uh, Galilean jet ski, you know, some little piece of wood with a duck behind going, you know, just, I don't know, whatever. And so they're back over there just enjoying themselves. All of a sudden, they begin to realize something. They start dragging bottom. And Mama looks over at the, at the brother and goes, you've been eating too much. I've been cooking too much good stuff for you. No, no, I'm telling you. All of a sudden, he realizes, look around. Water's disappeared. Gone. They're like going, what in the world is going on? Realize this. That God is able to do something in your behalf that can be able to completely change every person's idea of who you are and what you stand for and the God that you serve if you will just come to a position that you begin to watch for the presence of the Lord and begin to prepare yourself to be used and to follow after the Lord even in the midst of the obstacle the very presence of the Lord causes water to run here and there. This morning, no matter where you're at, it says, and the Lord is with you in the middle of your obstacle. And understand this, it cannot keep you from moving forward if you'll just move forward. The crazy thing about it is, and that is this, in the middle, while the water is retreating, the children of Israel, they move forward. And what does Moses say, or Joshua say in chapter 4? He says, get four stones, or get 12 stones. Every man a tribe, from their tribe, get a stone. Take it out of the river and set it on the dry land as a testimony. Realize this, you will never be able to have a testimony until you go through the river and you go through the test. But understand this, in every occasion, God's presence will show you that there is not an obstacle that he cannot be able to overcome there's not anything that he can be able to hide from. Why? Because, brother and sister, he is almighty God, and he is the one that sets your course. He is the one that he is, has a destiny for your life. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, mighty God, I give you praise, I give you honor, I give you glory this morning. On this day, dear God, Lord, we're just trying to be able to set the table. Trying to be able to set the table, dear God, Lord. And, and Father, Lord, this morning, I recognize that you are in a position where, Lord God, that you're wanting to challenge us. Lord, that some of us are going through situations and we're going through obstacles and we're going through stuff and we're going through all kinds of things. But today, dear God, Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus. And Lord God, whenever I begin to just follow you simply and prepare myself, God, I will never find an obstacle that you cannot be able to overcome, that you cannot be able to get me over, and I will never find an obstacle that can be able to, to sidestep me from receiving the fullness of what God has in store for me. Dear God, I pray in the name of Jesus, dear God, Lord, that you challenge us, that you, dear God, allow us, dear God, to move forward. Every head bowed, every eye closed.